Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone, welcome to this edition of Stream On. I'm Jim Williams, your host, and we're going to talk about a brand new streaming service that is both unique and exciting. It's called Pure Magic Pictures. It's truly an independent operation with no big time studios. The content you see is fresh, it's creative, and it frankly is entertaining because it's not got that big studio look to it, it's got the organic type of independent film work that you don't often see these days, frankly. And it's really the brainchild of two very talented people, the founders, Kalani and Stephanie Hubbard. Now, everything you see on Pure Magic is original. As I said before, it's done on small budgets, but these people are creative, they're passionate, and it shows in the content that they produce. So, without any further ado... Kalani and Stephanie, welcome. Let's talk about Pure Magic Pictures. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the points that makes us unique and makes us different is we, yeah, we don't have Sony or Disney or <laughs> Netflix or anybody behind us. It's just, you know, mom and pop movie shop, like as authentic as it gets, just Kalani and I, you know making the movies that we love. And of course our team, we, we couldn't do it without the team behind us of like passionate creatives that come together to help make our, our visions come to life. But we're very blessed. Well, you, you sound like Super Bowl winners there. So, <laughs> I you know, feel like a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we can't, we're happy to accept the trophy, but you know, we, we can't do it without the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is true, which is very true. And, you know, one of the things that excites me about your project is that um, not only are you talented, the two of you, but you've, you know, you've co-opted in a group of people who are also talented. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what, um, what you learned, you know, after launch. Yeah, um, just, uh, it's just so important. The the people that you get together, you know, it's, it's the people that you, you work together day in and day out to, to create something really, really great. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get people who, 
are talented, but also, you know, all really have the same similar vision. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, some people uh, are just really, really great to work with and you want to just continue to work with them. And so you just continue to build that great team of people. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. we've just really learned a lot about, you know, we're kind of creating this really cool community of people who create stuff together. And um, now it's like, oh, okay, we're, we got the shoot on the calendar. Well, let's get the A team together, you know, and you just grab all your favorite mm-hmm. people. And it's just really cool, you know, and we all really enjoy working together and everybody's so talented. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really great. We're, we're planning a, a shoot um, for, for next month. And it was just a really fun thing when we were doing some pre pre-production and it was like oh so who do you want to film this oh this person oh okay audio okay this person okay let's do the gaffer this person you know what i mean and we just like we know them all by heart and we're we've worked with them so much and um it's just been really really cool um and actors too you know we've there's there's these mm-hmm. such amazing actors that we've worked with that have range and uh right. just so many ta- so many talents and it's really cool to you know use some of a lot of the same actors again you know and kind of build this cool community of of actors that are just in in the things that we make and it's just really it's just kind of like this really fun unique thing that we got going and i really enjoy it mm-hmm. you know i gotta tell you guys uh, one of the things that you're gonna find interesting i hope anyway <laughs> otherwise this story is totally worthless um anyway um <laughs> the um I find when I talk to producers, right, and we're talking about producers who have track records, I mean, really legit track records, Um, when they get a show that they've worked so hard to get on, you know, a network, right, they're so excited about it. And, And I think now to hear what you guys are talking about, right, being able to, uh, in essence, not only be the producers, but actually to be the showrunners on your own programming. Um, and I know that's a little inside baseball for some people, but um, when you're developing a program, you know, there, as you guys know, um, a movie's one thing, uh, but a series or something like that, right? That requires, yes, you've got producers. Yes, you've got directors lined up. But everything really kind of coalesces around the showrunner. Um, the person who's there day in and day out, making sure that, you know, the, the vision is, is, is right there. And I think that what you've done is taken some of the layers out of that, right? You don't have to have seven producers and three different directors to be involved. You just need to have a, a, a cohesive team that is as passionate as you are about putting out good product. Exactly. Yeah, that's really well said. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, um, it's a small team here and uh, it's it's really cool. We all wear multiple hats, but there is that what you said, you know, you kind of cut out all of these different layers and it's just really simplified. You know, and there's something kind of beautiful mm-hmm. about that. Streamlined. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, I think that's really where you can get to the, um, you can really get to the creative art aspect of it, right? Because um, 
it's not like you have to pick up the phone and call the network or call, call, you know, call the uh, studio and say, Hey, look, you know, um, we decided to make a quick change here. Uh, <laughs> you know, would you, right. uh, what do you think? You know, um, you know, basically that just means, you know, you're tapping somebody <laughs> on the shoulder and say, you know what, we have, a, how, how about we, we shoot this, uh, this scene this way, or we take this, uh, plot in a little different direction you know basically you're you're sitting down at the lunch table and figuring it out as opposed to waiting for the somebody from uh you know from the studio to get back to you right mm-hmm. that's exactly right we definitely don't struggle with the too many cooks in the kitchen phenomenon and we really do make these decisions over lunch together <laughs> which is not you know which is also gives you a great excuse to have lunch <laughs> there yeah, you go exactly <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, the funny thing is, um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when you take up, um, you know, a, a concept, right, an idea, and you take it from, you know, your head and from writing it down and putting it in a script, and you go and you start shooting, right? There's a time where you go, hmm, you know, I wasn't really thinking about this, but now this makes sense. Maybe if we went this way you know, take, take a different direction on it. Um, it would even be better, you know? And so mm-hmm. the ability to think on the fly like that and create on the fly and change on the fly is something, another thing that you don't have the option necessarily always when it comes to, you know, a more structured uh, way of doing things. Yeah, I would completely agree. You know, I would say plunder quest was, Kalani's artwork you know like he wrote it he casted it he directed it he was heavily involved in the editing and you know um the composing the composition on that movie is just phenomenal and he was Mm -hmm. very heavily involved with our composer Massimo through that whole Mm -hmm. process and it was amazing just getting to see him work and just seeing him Mm -hmm. on set and seeing like any last minute changes that needed to happen and he just I just I'm just so thankful that he got to have that Mm -hmm. ultimate freedom to just what needed to be done to make the movie the best it could be made and not worry mm-hmm. about upsetting investors or having right. the studio executive like what did you do you know it's just like he right. just got to be he got to play in his his director playground and have a great time and and it really mm-hmm. resulted in a fantastic film i mean we recently had some critic reviews come in for plunder quest that were just mm-hmm. glowing we got like 9.5 out of 10 stars on plunder quest and i'm just i'm so happy mm-hmm. to that the critics see what I see, which is like really one of the best movies that I've ever seen, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, look, that's, you know, it's always good to have critics. Okay. Um, sometimes it's good not to have critics, but never. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, sometimes we're our worst critics, right? Mm-hmm. There are, there are people in the uh, industry who will love it. And you'll, you know, you'll go back and go, wait a minute, what, what is this? I mean, you know, what is it there that they saw that, you know, um, I, I know myself personally from work that I've done in the past. I've actually won an Emmy, you know, uh, Emmys for things that I didn't think was as good as the things I lost Emmys for. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, I believe that. It. Makes, yeah, makes that's sense. wild. And, you know, you sit there and you go, are you, you know, in one regard, you've got to be happy, right? Because you're saying you've just received an award. 
on the other hand, you're sitting there going, you're kidding me. I spent seven hours, you know, languishing over this other thing, which was much better. And this is what they, you know, I'm being rewarded for this. Um, <laughs> now, that's too funny. That, that's, I know that's sick is what that is. That is absolutely sick. Um, you take it and you just, you know, you're blessed to get it. Um, but that's the creative process, right? In the creative process, there are things that you think are good and the critics are not necessarily on board. Then there are things that you aren't as crazy about, but you know, it's part of the creative process. You do it. And, and the critics are all over it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what are they seeing that I didn't see? Right. You know, so that's why, you know, critics, uh, you know, I'm happy when people say good things about what we, you know, we do as a creative process. All of us are, but I'm also skeptical at times when critics are, you know, a little less than happy with what we do because they weren't there. Right. Or maybe it's as as, um, simple as maybe it's just not meant for them. You know, if I was a you could give me any horror film that's ever existed and I would not give it a good score because I just don't like horror films. It's just <laughs> yeah. not for me, you know, and maybe just right. the wrong person saw it and it's just not for them. It just doesn't resonate with them no matter what, you know. Maybe they got up. It was a bad day, you know. They, yeah. They, yeah. Maybe they, they, they were grumpy that day. You know, right? They were stuck in traffic. You know, it's like, oh, man, I got to see this movie. Ugh. You know, got yeah. a bad batch of popcorn. You never know. You do make a really good point. We should not, you know, hang on every word a critic says if they have negativity. We got to stay true to what what we make and what we like and know that people out there like it too. Yeah. And it's, um, I learned that from Stuart Lane and Bonnie Conley, who um, are Broadway producers. And, you know, Broadway producers, unfortunately, um, Broadway, because it's such a limited, you know, situation i mean we talk about movies right uh more people on a saturday or a sunday weekend right we'll see a broad we'll see a movie that will then we'll see a broadway show even if the broadway show runs for, for a year right and so um when you get a bad review uh in on a Broadway show that can mean the death knell. Right. Right. Um, and so Bonnie and, and, and Stu have always been a, on of a theory that, okay, if we get a bad review, but we still like what we're doing, we run it out for the rest of the run, whatever that may be, you know, maybe it's four months, five months, whatever, but then they take it on tour and they make it, you know, they, 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 uh, they move it around the country and they find out that, you know, at the end of the day, their investors are going to get their money back because they believed in it and they moved it around the country and got it out of Broadway. And sometimes that's what we find out in the creative process of producing movies, television shows, et cetera, is that, you know, we might not get that, you know, glowing review, but guess what? The audience liked it. Mm -hmm. So true. And, And so, if you look at how many shows and how many, you know, over the years, right, have been saved because the audience loved it. 
Yeah, I feel like you see that on Rotten Tomatoes all the time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the audience score can be really, really high where the critic score isn't as high. And I usually mm-hmm. pay very close attention to the audience scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you've got now Netflix is pushing out a movie a week, which is um, you know pretty amazing. That's uh, uh, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, wild. Well, think about that. I mean, you're you're talking about in, in the neighborhood of two and a half billion dollars hmm. that Netflix is committed to pushing a movie out a week. Okay, you got Amazon flying right behind that at 1.7 billion you've and that's not even counting what disney and you know and the others are you know are lurking in the background because they know that if i'm gonna buy or you're gonna buy or we're all any of us are going to subscribe to a streaming service we want something for our money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. that doesn't mean reruns of old shows right as much as we love the office, you know, you got to make something new. <laughs> oh, yeah, those are certain things you just, you know, you know yeah, exactly. goes without saying, right? You know, it's yeah. like, you know, we yeah, no, that's not real. I mean, that's why, you know, we're not even trying to play that game. And we, we really want to position ourselves in a place where we're just, we're just our own thing. You know, it's like we're, yes, our content has to be on an app, which is streaming. Right. So I guess you could call it a streaming service, right? But what we're doing is really, we're building a crea- uh, a community of people who just, you know, want to watch the content that we put out and who want to um, just enjoy the entertainment that we make. And, um, you know, we're very interactive with our audience and mm-hmm. uh, from like talking to them on Instagram to actually having them be a part of the shows in some ways. And um, Mm -hmm. it's just this really cool thing that we're building. And it's just, it's, it's completely different from uh, Netflix and because, you know, there's no way we'd ever be able to play that game, nor would we want to, you know, it's, it's more of like a, a a curation of, of a small amount of things that come out every month um, that, you know, you'll probably watch every single thing and every single thing goes together. You know, and so it's like, if you like one thing, you're going to like everything because it's all coming from just us. And, right. uh, you know, so it's definitely a completely different situation than Netflix or, or Hulu. But, um, yeah, it is. It's crazy to think that they're just pumping stuff out like that. I'm like, I'm glad we're not playing that game because <laughs> once you well, start to play that game, nobody wins. <laughs> well, you know, it's the old joke about when two elephants fight, the only thing gets hurt is the grass. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the... Um, but from a creative standpoint, right, it, what I think the takeaway is here is let's not focus on what Netflix and, and the other guys are doing, but let's focus on the fact that that means that people are consuming content. And, you know, it, when I speak to people and I tell them that I could sit back and probably watch YouTube for you know five or six days and not watch any scripted content they look at me like i'm from another planet um but i think that if you're looking for entertainment you want something that isn't that hasn't been done before right and it doesn't have to be as polished or as as you know um cinematically dramatic as some of these, you know, major 
studios put out, what you're looking for is good, just entertaining content. And I think that's where you guys have, have um, fill in the niche, right? There's a lot of really creative uh, filmmakers and a lot of creative people out there who want to just produce good content. And if there's a place to go to find it, that in and to itself puts you in the, you know, in the same, in the same store, if you will, as a Netflix, but giving people a different taste. Yeah. You're like, you're like a bodega on the corner, right? Yeah. That's it's, a great way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I can, I can go to any major store and get anything I want, but nothing tastes as good as what I get from the local bodega on the corner. Exactly. Cause they have their, their secret recipe with their secret <laughs> yeah. ingredients. And so do we. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. Actually. It makes, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and that little bodega that you guys have, right, mm-hmm. uh, is only going to get better because you're going to get spicier stuff to come yeah. in, uh, you know, yes. and, and that's the good thing. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel good at shopping at the bodega right by my house because I know the guy who owns it, and we always right. shoot breeze together, and I'm supporting right. him and his little store, mm-hmm. and, you know, I feel better about shopping there than I do walking down to the giant chain grocery store, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and you always, you know, they're always going to give you, you know, hey, look, we just got this in. Why don't you try this? And they give you, you know, you you get a little taste of cheese and you get a little bread and you get, a, you know, by the time you're out of there, you're full, you know, it's because, yeah. from, because they want you to appreciate that uh, when they got something in, they want you to know, hey, look, this is new. This is something you, you really haven't had before. Exactly. And that's something that we're trying to emphasize with our mom and pop movie shop is mm-hmm. really going the you know quality over quantity when mm-hmm. you talk about Netflix and Amazon putting out a movie a week how many of those movies you know would do what i personally like i mean there's a lot of movies on Netflix that i feel i can feel like you know without being critical like i said it really depends on on the person but um i i've seen even on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, like other scores where people are agreeing with me that some of these movies feel very um, manufactory made, like, you know, right. made in, you it's know, where for us, it's, it's artisanal. Not only are you shopping at the bodega, mm-hmm. but you're buying the handmade bread, you know, right. the, the right. artisanal bread, not the factory made bread as well. You mm-hmm. know, just the entertainment version of that. <laughs> well, yeah. And at the same time, I think that one of the things that I think people get hung up on is that um, you can watch um, or I I shouldn't, I'm not going to use the euphemistic you, I'll I'll say I can watch. Um, I, I can watch something. It doesn't have to be perfectly produced as long as the content and the storyline is good. You know, mm-hmm. if you tell me a story and you tell it well, cinematically, whether it's, you know, a, a, a TV show or a, or a movie, I can forgive, you know, little blitz and blops and things that, you know, uh, that you 
that you can't get right all the time, right? Um, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is if it's not written well and if it's not a good story, then you can be as cinematically brilliant as you want, but it's not going to make any difference. You can't gloss over a bad script. Right. Yeah. Yeah, story is king, you know. It's uh, it's the most important part, you know. You just got to start with, start with the script, start with the story, and build everything around that, and just make sure that that's the most solid thing that there is in the whole film. So I totally agree. I can I can forgive little things here and there if the story is great, um, but uh, I've definitely had my fair share of watching a movie, and you know it's it's beautiful in every way. It's immaculate. Yeah. Visual effects are crazy, and then like. Mm -hmm script is just hollow <laughs> or, or the like, writing is bad and you're like oh come yeah. on <laughs> so like, okay they want best costume they want yeah exactly but you know forget about it um exactly did you, have you guys ever seen the movie memento yeah i have seen memento okay. well the like, brilliance of memento okay is it was shot in in, in uh it was shot in three weeks i did not know that wow that's really impressive yeah. It was shot in three weeks. It was shot in four different locations, okay? And literally shot on a budget that was just ridiculously cheap, okay? Mm -hmm. By Hollywood standards, I should say. Not by, right. not by, not by your standards or my standards, but ridiculously right. cheap. Okay. Um, and everything is relative when it comes to that point. Uh, but all that being said, um, that just goes to show you that there's so many wonderful independents out there that are done by good people with good concepts and good ideas. I mean, what Memento was, you know, for all intents and purposes was really shot in a bunch of motel rooms. Right. Okay. Yeah. The theory, I mean, at the end of the day, it was, you know, it was the fact that this guy had, you know, written all these little notes to himself on his body throughout the course of, you know, what was in essence the back of the 24 hours, right? That mm -hmm. it was two people and that was the story. It didn't matter where they were. Um, you know, they didn't have to be in the, you know, in the four seasons to get this done. I mean, it, it, could, it was literally done in a very gritty kind of a way, but that's okay because the story meant it to be gritty. It was built that way. And so I think that's the beauty of independent uh, content is that it's not necessarily the pretty. It's not necessarily, you know, you can be beautiful without, you know, having to CGI everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, a lovely walk down. You guys are in Brooklyn, right? Mm -hmm. We are. Mm -hmm. Okay. A, a lovely walk down. You know, the promenade there on um, where the best uh, view of New York is from Brooklyn. Um, you know, there are lovely areas around the city that you don't have to worry about doing anything. Yeah. Just getting good lighting on that day. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the beauty of, of what we're doing, too, is, you know, Brooklyn is our backyard. And so you'll see in all of our, you know, films and shows it's just, uh, it's always the backdrop, <laughs> you know, it's right. where, where we start from. And it's kind of a cool thing, you know, it's, we have our own, we have a lot of places that we go back to and um, mm. it's just, it's just really beautiful to, to show the city and, uh, and show these cool places in New York that we love. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you know, whatever the story calls for, but 
Um, right. A lot of the a lot of the time, the backdrop is is Brooklyn, streets of Brooklyn, and parks and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a it's a cool thing. I really I really enjoy it. It's it's a beautiful thing to to look at. It's a good setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna find a place, it's not a bad place to to uh, <laughs> exactly. You yeah, know, it's, uh, there could be worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. a friend of mine has a studio in Santa Monica. I said, you know, yeah, great. Every morning you get up at 70 degrees and you've got the ocean behind you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, tell me that uh, as long as you're not shooting the 43rd incarnation of Baywatch, I'm willing to interest it. You know, I'm interested <laughs> in finding out. Uh, which just out of curiosity, Baywatch was shot in Santa Monica. But uh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's funny. it's, uh, you know, hey, you can't blame Santa Monica. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. It, it's just there. Well, guys, what what are we going to look forward in the future to what's, you know, you've got, you, I say the future, you've been, uh, you've been up and running now for a little over a, almost two months now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still pretty fresh. The, future, the future's now at this point. I yeah, guess. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so Plunder Quest just released, um, which we're really excited about. And, um, you know, coming up, we're releasing, um, here just in a few weeks, Stephanie's feature. It's called Lily Darling. It's a uh, it's a romance um, set in Brooklyn in 2006. It's a it's punk rock. Uh, it's really fun. Okay. So that'll be coming out uh, in the next few weeks. Um, and uh, we're also working on like a a Tonight Show style show. Uh, it's kind of like a sketch comedy um, okay. series that we're producing called Good Night Tonight. Um, okay. That'll be coming out fairly soon. And will that be a daily or is that just a it's a weekly release? Okay. Yeah. So every Friday it'll be coming out once we release. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're we're really setting our sights on both of those at the at the moment. Um and we're mm-hmm. really excited about those. So and um this, you know, we're at the shameless plug portion of the program. Um if people now, first of all, make sure that they know where to find the network and the streaming service so they can download it and buy it. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's Pure Magic Pictures. So you can search any app store. We're, we're on all the app stores. Um, or you can just go to puremagicpictures.com mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sign up there. And, you know, there's a free trial. So, you know, we, we just want people to watch stuff. So it's like if you want to try the free trial, see if you like what we make. If you mm-hmm. do, um, consider sticking around and supporting. Uh, and if not, hope you enjoyed the movie. <laughs> but uh, we just really want people to, uh, you can watch what we have currently, you know, for free for mm-hmm. uh, for the trial. And, you know, we hope that people give that a shot at least and, and see if they, they like what right. they see. I think they might. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, you're coming to your bodega and you're giving people a chance to take a free test. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, check out yeah. the menu. Yeah. 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 And if you're curious to see, you know, the making of process and things of that nature, we we are pretty active on our Instagram at Pure Magic Pictures as well. Okay. Now, if um, there are people out there who have content that they've already produced or are going to produce, and they are looking for an outlet, and they don't want to wait for seven years to get through the uh, labyrinth, which is uh, um, Amazon or some of these other streaming services and they're independent filmmakers uh are they are you guys open to listening to them and if so are they best to get you uh hit you up on social at instagram maybe a dm you or something like that 
Definitely. Yeah. We'd love to hear from other independent creatives, artists, you know, that's, that's who we are and, mm. and we'd love to connect with them as well. So they can DM us on our Pure Magic Pictures Instagram and we'll definitely mm. see it and get back to them. Special thanks to our guests, Kalani and Stephanie Hubbard, the founders and creative forces behind Pure Magic Pictures. All the information on Pure Magic is in our show box below. Be sure to check it out. We'll be back with more Stream On right after this from our friends at BMW, the ultimate driving machine. At BMW, we know leaving the road wasn't easy, but anticipating our return taught us to appreciate every drive. The exhilaration of the ultimate adventure. Moments spent with your favorite co-pilots. And the freedom to explore just because. Our time to rejoin the road is finally here. Welcome back, everybody. Now, if you're not one of the over 75,000 people worldwide who've taken the time to, you know, join our little party and subscribe to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we make it simple. You can find us at the Apple Podcast Store. Same thing with Google Play. Also, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, and just about any other podcast service out there. So, um, you know, you can find us in all the places you normally get your podcasts. Now, if for some reason you can't find us, not a problem. If you have an, you know, one of those wonderful assistant devices like Alexa or Google or Siri, all you have to do is ask them to play the latest edition of Stream On with Jim Williams, and they'll be happy to do it for you. Finally, if that doesn't work, then just pull out the old Google machine, type in Stream On with Jim Williams, hit the favorite button and subscribe, and every week you're going to get a brand new edition of the podcast sent directly to your phone, your tablet, or to both. Okay? Making it simple. Okay, special thanks, as we said, uh, to uh, Kalani and Stephanie Hubbard for being with us and talking to us about Pure Magic Pictures. Next week, next edition, is going to be BritBox and... Um, we got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be talking about with BritBox. So uh, hang with us, and we'll see you next time right here on Stream On.